Good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming, even in all the snow. It's been a crazy weekend. Kind of like Tim said, be praying for Don uh, as he's sick. Um, We had our sound guy get sick as well, so everybody's kind of filling in this morning, uh, either on vacation or sick. I know that happens a lot with the holidays, so be praying for us. Uh, It's the beauty of a team. We all get to work together, um, but it's going to be great. And this morning, you can turn with me to Hebrews 11. I'll start there. It's been a great start to the new year. Uh, I know a lot of people had a lot of family trips. Um, We had to go to Florida for a little bit. I think most of all, though, uh, the Rose Bowl was just a great day for Michigan fans. Yes. That was an amazing Christmas present. and so I think we're all rejoicing this morning, no matter the snow or the sickness. Uh, it's been a good, good beginning of the year. But Don always starts this beginning of the year. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions. A lot of people have a word for the year that the Lord's given them, kind of to guide and kind of direct uh, how the year will go, as unpredictable as it can be. So this sermon is going to be Don's uh, kickoff to his vision series. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, a picture of what the Lord has put on all the elders' hearts, on his heart, uh, of what he's putting before us to do. Um, and in these next few weeks are important. Um, the, being able to lay out the vision of what God has blessed us to have the opportunity to do um, also comes with the responsibility of stewarding that. And so he's going to lay out a picture of how that looks in these coming weeks, starting with today. So it's been amazing what we've been able to accomplish already as a church. This building out here is almost done. Our youth group is full. Uh, We have, thank you, we have so many life groups. Um, It's amazing what we've done so far. Um, And with that, God has more. Everybody say, God has more. more. He has more that he wants to do, that he's putting before us to do, uh, and it's going to require some faith, and it's going to be Uh, beyond what we have the strength and ability to do. So this morning, and this series, is going to be talking about when faith happened. Everybody say, when faith happened. How can we receive what we know God has promised, but do not yet possess? Faith, right? How can we receive what we know God has promised, either in his word or to us specifically, but we do not yet possess? It's going to be the theme of this whole series of this year. It takes faith. It's time for all of us, this year especially, there's no more sitting back. There's no more just waiting and hoping something good will happen. Uh, God wants our obedience. God wants action. Um, And it's time for all of us to push into what God has for all of us. So faith is what we're going to be talking about this morning in Hebrews 11. And what I want to explain is a lot of times faith can just be, uh, faith is just believing. Believing for something to happen. You don't know why or how, but it's just believing. But I want to go a little bit deeper this morning into what faith is. Because faith is more of a substance. It's something real and tangible. A chair has enough substance that you can sit in it. A floor has enough substance 
that you can stand on it. A car has enough substance that you can sit in it and drive it. It's a, it's a tangible thing. So faith has substance enough to get a hold of what God desires for us. See, substance means there's something there to grab a hold of. It is something that exists in the natural. So together, faith is the substance in our natural world to get a hold of these things in the supernatural world and bring them into our natural world. I know that's a lot to kind of wrap your brain around. So a small example, a big example, is creation. So it says in Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. And by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I'm going to say that again. So that what is seen is not made out of things that are visible. So this is where we're talking about by faith, God took what was in his mind in the supernatural and created something in the natural, created us, our earth. So by faith, he created something from the supernatural, from his mind, into our natural world by faith. Faith is substance. Faith is the confidence that something in the future, something that's not yet seen, has been promised by God will actually come to pass. So it's more than just a a belief, it's a confidence. It's not just a blind trust in the face of contrary evidence of what's in front of you. It's not an unknowable leap in the dark either. Rather, biblical faith is the confident trust in the eternal God who is all-powerful, infinitely wise, eternally trustworthy, and who will never leave you nor forsake you. So faith is more than a belief. It's something tangible. It's, it's substance. There's meat to it. And just for another example, we're going to look at Abraham's life. See, Abraham was the father of many nations. He was promised that, and God brought it to pass. But before that, Abraham was a very old man that the Bible actually says was good as dead, and his wife was far, far from being uh, fertile. So in Abraham's mind, when God brought his promise, when he was already old, um, there was already going to have to be a supernatural miracle for him to have a son. So in Romans 4, 17, we read about Abraham. And it says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. The Lord had promised him he would be the father of many nations. He did not weaken his faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead. I feel like that's kind of offensive, but I guess he was really old, so 
uh, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Abraham did more than just believe. He was fully convinced, fully convinced that what God had promised him would come to pass because he knew who God was. See, the truth is, we think Abraham was promised this promise to be a a father to many nations, that he would have a son, even at 100 years old. And the reality is we think that, like, he was promised that, and then Amazon brought it, like, the very next week, which we know is not true because Amazon never brings it the very next week. But the truth is, Abraham had to keep believing. He had to keep speaking it, saying it. He had to keep believing for 25 years. 25 years before he actually saw his son. But it says Abraham never wavered in his unbelief. He was fully convinced that his faith in what God has promised, that substance in his faith in believing what God said, that he would bring it to pass through his strength. And this is what Jesus was showing his disciples as well in Mark eleven twenty three. It says, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. See, Jesus sets no time limit. Jesus sets no time limit on the receiving part. Our faith isn't as much a genie in a bottle that makes it happen like that. Our faith is what helps bring what's in the supernatural, what is promised to the natural. Not our timing, but our faith. See, we keep believing till, we keep saying till. For 25 years, Abraham waited. For a lot of us, if it's been a week, it's hard. For me, in any way, it is. That's a stretch. But see, we, Abraham kept saying, kept believing, whether it's your family that God has promised to restore, whether it's your freedom, whatever God has promised you, keep believing, keep saying till. What mountain do you need to start speaking to and calling into existence? What mountain do you need to start speaking into? Because maybe you forgot about it. Maybe it was a promise from when you were a kid that you still haven't seen. Maybe, young people, it was a promise for a wife. Maybe young adults, adults, maybe you're 30, 40, and you still haven't seen that. Ryan, that might be your promise. I don't know if, I don't know if that's from the Lord or not. But, <laughs> but you've, maybe you've been waiting so long you forgot what the promise even was. This morning, this year, faith is what is going to carry us through. Faith in the confidence of God's faithfulness in who he is, not just believing, not blindly leaping. It's with full confidence that you know who God is. You know his ability to accomplish his word, what he has promised. And that is what we hold on to. That is where we keep saying. That is where we keep believing till it comes. Doubts are going to come. Last time I spoke, I spoke on Gideon. See, Gideon's faith was so big, just like Abraham's. 
But we, what we saw was so many doubts. See, he never says Abraham never doubted. But it says when those doubts come, he believed with faith in who God was, fully confident that God would accomplish what he has, what he has said. So when those doubts come, it's laying them at the feet of Jesus and saying, I know who God is. I know what he can do. And I know I can't do that. But I'm not believing in me. I'm believing in what he has spoken. And he never lies. So as a church, as a church, what promises, what mountains does this church need to start speaking to and calling into existence? See, this year, a lot of us as individuals have a lot of big things God has promised that we're believing for. But us as a church family, this vision series, God has placed some mountains in front of us as a church family that we all as individuals are a part of. We need each and every one of you because some of these mountains are pretty big. It's getting pretty full in here and it might be about time for another church plant. It might be about time to expand. We need more discipleship. We need more individuals willing to let their craft be refined to what God has gifted them. And we need more people willing to teach the young people, willing to walk with them, to help them refine their crafts, refine their gifts that God has given them. We need more discipleship. The Bible doesn't say the leadership disciples. It says God's people disciples. We need more discipleship. We have a huge new gym going up, and the community sees it. There's going to be a lot of events to schedule a lot of opportunities that we will have to serve our community with that gym. But it's going to take more people, people willing to champion events, people willing to champion community outreaches. It takes all of us. There's some mountains that we have ahead of us this year, some opportunities God has given us. And we have the responsibility to steward them together, all of us. And it's going to be beyond our strength and our ability where we are today. So how much power, how much of God's power exists in each one of us? Because it's going to take a lot this year. But what can you believe God for? What can you believe God can actually do? And how long can you keep believing? How big? And how long can you wait? How long can you keep saying, can you keep believing God's promise? Because that's how much power exists for you. It's by your faith that we are saved. By your belief in God that we have our salvation. It's by our faith. Everything in your life is totally dependent on how you see it. Because so many of us could wait for God's promise and get so angry, so disappointed, so mad at God for making you wait or for not accomplishing his promise in your timeline that you laid out. When we weren't the ones to make the promise, we also don't get to schedule the promise. It's based on how we can see it. We can either believe 
speak it into existence, and trust God to move. Or we can be angry. We can go off course, try and do it ourselves. See, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My sons, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Most people who are in trouble in their lives, it's because the word of God has departed from their eyes. When you take your eyes off Jesus, you start to sink. When you take your eyes off Jesus, that faith you once had to believe in who God was, all of a sudden that burden gets placed on your shoulders that you were never meant to carry. Whether it's leading your family or whether your family is already broken, God is the one whose strength accomplishes healing, your freedom, your family's healing. It's God and his word that accomplishes things that we were never meant to accomplish on our own. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. See, God's word says, because of Jesus, by whose stripes you were healed, you are healed. If God's word says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, then he does it. If God's word says the Lord is the strength of my life, then he is. See, biblical faith is a confident trust in the eternal God who is all-powerful, infinitely wise, eternally trustworthy, and who will never leave you nor forsake you. If God says it, then he does it. Maybe this morning you just need healing from a broken heart. Maybe this morning you had parents that abandoned you. Maybe you have abandonment. Maybe this morning you don't see your life has value. See, God's word has said you are loved. You are chosen. God's word has freedom from you that no chain from the enemy can hold. See, God's word has promises for you. And if we keep our eyes on those promises, if we keep believing they are true and trusting God to come through, that is where our faith brings what's in the supernatural, what is promised here, here to your life, to your situation, to your heart. It's our faith, the substance of our faith. I want to give you another example of what this looks like, because the substance of our faith is more than just belief. In Joshua 6, just to give some context. In Joshua 6, we see the nation of Israel has just come out, well not just come out, but came out of Egypt from slavery. God has set them free. Moses has led them out of Egypt. We just sang about it this morning. God has set them free. And where they find themselves in Joshua 6 is the promised land that God had promised them. They have just stepped into. What God has promised, they have just stepped into. And they just spent 30 days mourning Moses, who led them out of Israel. God used Moses to lead them all the way up until the promised land, until they stepped foot on what God had promised 
over 40 years prior. But see, the first city after they walk into where God has promised is Jericho. Many of you know the story, one of the most fortified cities in the promised land. That's the first thing they come up against, their biggest problem. In Joshua 6, God gives Israel the promise and the substance of a victory. But to see it, they would have to believe it. See, the men of war would have to walk around the wall of Jericho one time for six days. It's about a mile, a little over a mile. So for six days, they would walk a mile. But on the seventh day, they would have to walk around it seven times. It was about eight and a half miles that they would have walked. And if we look at Joshua 16, I'm sure they're confused why they have to walk so far. But in Joshua 6, 16, it says, And it came to pass that at the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now all they did was walk around a wall. And I don't think that really does too much to uh, the foundation or breaking anything down. All they did was walk around a wall. But see, God has spoken and told them to do that and told them, promised them, that he would give the city to them. So I'm sure to the people inside the city they would have been pretty confused at what in the world they were doing. And probably not too worried, because if you're just walking around the wall, we're still pretty safe. But see, on the seventh day, Joshua calls to the people to believe, to shout before they see anything happen. Before they see the wall coming down, he calls them to have faith, to believe in God and what he can do. There was substance to their faith because they knew and had confidence that though my strength isn't doing this, my faith is what God is asking for, to accomplish what he has promised. He's asking for our faith before it happens. The substance of their faith was in the shout. How many of us can keep shouting before we see God act on our behalf? How many of us can keep shouting and everyone believe before God accomplishes what he promised? Joshua 6, 20 says, When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet... When the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in, and they took the city, just as he had promised. See, everyone can shout after something good happens. When Michigan won the Rose Bowl and beat Alabama, that was the easiest thing I've ever done, is shout. It's easy. <laughs> hey, but we won. <laughs> when, it's a, when it's a reaction... See, faith is easy when it's a reaction, when you know what you just saw. Then it's not really faith. It really is just a reaction to what happened. See, faith with substance to receive means we are able to keep shouting before we see it happen, no no matter how long it takes. Abraham waited 25 years. Some of you may have had to wait 25 years, but it's 
in our faith to keep believing, to keep shouting. And just to make it personal for my family, we're walking through this too. A lot of you know my Uncle Dwayne. He got COVID when it first came out, was in a hospital for months. But see, while he was in the hospital, God gave Eli a promise that he would be healed fully. God has healed so much in doing. Not only did he survive, but he was a new man when he came out. But see, it's not done because his lungs aren't healed. We're so close. But see, God promised complete healing. Healing for his lungs. And we haven't seen it yet. And Dwayne still has to battle that. Pray for him. Because we're going to keep shouting. We're going to keep believing till he gets to come up here and take my spot and tell us the testimony of God's faithfulness. We are shouting with faith. And as a church family, we need to do that for each other because we all have promises God has given us that we haven't seen come yet that we haven't seen happen. And I'm sure a lot of us on our own, it's easy to doubt. It's easy to get discouraged, to be disappointed. Those are real life things that we have to deal with. But that's why we have community. Because what God has promised you, he may have promised someone else. And your guys' faith can inspire others to keep believing. We can shout with you. We can believe with you for what God has spoken. So what is it you have been believing God for and haven't seen happen yet? Or what is it you were believing God for, but you gave up on ever seeing it happen? How many family members still need Jesus? How many prodigals have you prayed for and haven't come home yet? How much deeper can your relationship with Jesus be? What gifts has God given you that he is calling you to use? How can you serve and help champion the vision of this church and the task God has given us? We need you. We need the gifts God has given you. There's some mountains in front of our lives, personally. There's some mountains in front of this church that is going to take faith with substance, not just a blind leap, but a step of faith with full confidence that God is going to provide for us. Worship team, you can come up. It's the confidence, not in our ability, but in what God can do. It's by our faith. We need to change what we're doing, how we're thinking this year. Instead of changing our mind every other day, staying firm in our faith. When those doubts come, when that discouragement comes, when that timeline that you had in your mind doesn't come to fruition, can we keep believing that God is faithful to bring that promise to fruition, to believe for its existence, to believe with full confidence in what God has spoken? They're not empty words.
because of who's speaking them. See, when we know who the promise comes from, when we know who's spoken them, that is what inspires our faith. That is what can inspire our worship. Because we know who God is. And when we know who God is, the mountain that's been put in front of us looks a lot smaller. The mountain, how big that gym is, how much it's going to take to organize, to impact the community through that. We have mission trips coming up. We're reaching nations. The youth are going on a mission trip soon. They are reaching people in another country. God is moving in this church. This is only the first month. We have no idea what God has in front of us. But these next few weeks, Diane's going to lay out some of the things God has spoken over us as a church. And with that, as individuals, I want you guys to pray about what are some promises God has given you. What are some promises you may have forgot about? Whether it's a spouse being saved, a prodigal coming home, whether you want to go deeper in your relationship with God but haven't felt it. Maybe you have freedom you're still waiting for. This morning, I want you to remember those promises. No matter how mad you are at God, I just want you to remember them. To remember what he's spoken. And then I want you to to sit down and read his word and realize who has spoken them. Realize the God who created this world, who is infinitely wise, eternally faithful. He has given us promises that he is going to bring into fruition, that he hasn't forgotten, even if we have. So this week, today, this month, let's stop worrying and keep believing for it. Let's quit murmuring and complaining, and let's start shouting again with faith in who our God is. Let's keep believing. Let's keep shouting before those promises happen. Let's keep believing in what God can do and who he is. Let's keep believing. See, faith with substance brings an umbrella when they're praying for rain. Faith with substance brings an umbrella when you are praying for rain, before it happens, in full confidence in who God is and that he will bring it to pass. This week, believe, speak, shout, so you get what you are believing in God for, no matter how long it takes. So how can we receive what we know God has promised, but don't have it yet? It's our faith. Amen. Our faith with substance. You guys can stand. I'll pray with us. Father, thank you this morning for who you are. Thank you this morning that you are infinitely wise, eternally faithful, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. God, bring to mind promises we have forgotten about. Whether we are mad or have just simply forgotten, Father, we lay those promises at your feet. And God, I pray that you, this morning you would install a fresh fire of belief, of faith in all of our hearts to believe in who you are, to believe what you have spoken. God, this morning, fill us with faith. This morning, refresh our hearts to believe what you have spoken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.